get into your posture. Making sure that you're comfortable and that your posture is stable. Check the placement of the legs. Check how you place your hands. The elbows should not be too close nor too far from the body. Shoulders even, equal, relaxed. Back straight, naturally straight. Center your head and neck so you don't need to consciously hold them in place. You could have your eyes opened, closed, or half opened. Choose what you find most conducive for you. Mouth, teeth, tongue, simply resting in their natural places. Leaving the tip of the tongue touching slightly the back part of the upper teeth. Having the intent to simply observe the breath, not trying to control the breath, not even the intention to force the mind to observe the breath, to stay focused on the breath, nor the intention to force distractions out of the mind. Just simply observe the breath. And as you do so, scan your posture, making sure that you're comfortable, making sure that the posture is stable, so you don't need to consciously hold any part of the posture in place. And if you need to make adjustments so you can achieve those aims, and then make the adjustments keeping your awareness on the breath as much as possible. Having made the necessary adjustments with the posture, and then make the conviction that you will not allow yourself to move during the time that you're meditating. So make sure that your posture is comfortable, that it is stable. Then bring your attention solely to the breath, that is, have the intention of observing the breath and look for that intention. Don't try to move, force your mind to focus on the breath. Don't try to chase away distractions. <laughs> and have the 
the mind stay on the breath in an unbroken flow of awareness following 21 cycles of breath and as soon as you are aware that the stream was broken then simply and gently bring your awareness back to the breath trying to maintain an unbroken stream of awareness for 21 cycles of breath Sincerely ask yourself, why do you want to meditate? And let the natural answer come up. Then correct it, making it the highest motivation that you can. And make that motivation into a strong determination. Having an immediate goal that you wish to achieve in this very session that you will approach in stages and that itself will help you get to an ultimate goal
keeping this determination strongly in your mind, the motivation as clear as possible. For example, reaching meditative platform in order to get closer to achieving your ultimate goal. Then ask yourself, through what means will you be able to achieve this? Then bring your attention to the point between your eyebrows and focusing in that space at that level about an arm's length distance from you. Invoke in that space your guide, the very embodiment of the ultimate object that you aspire to. Taking a form through which you can relate with him, with it, with her. A form that is glorious to behold, a form that inspires you along the path just by merely seeing it. And that form is bright, as bright as a, th as a thousand suns. And every ray embraces you with complete love, complete acceptance. Find that measure of conviction that indeed your guide is right there in that space and hold on to that conviction and entrust yourself having faith in both yourself and the goal that you seek and the guidance that you're being that you're receiving take refuge Again, holding on to that measure of conviction. Find it, hold on to it. And contemplate that indeed the means to achieve your aim is right before you. And show your reverence in your mind, prostrate. show your gratitude, make offerings, think of anything and everything that makes you happy, things you own, things no one owns, 
things that exist only in your imagination and offer them. <coughs> what is this ultimate goal worth to you? Purify your mind to remove unnecessary remorse, obstacles to achieving your temporary goal and definitely your ultimate goal. Admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence, and again seek refuge. in your mind the intention to restrain according to your capacity and make a promise to do so and think of something to do to make up for the lapses done in the past become more refined now rejoice taking great joy in goodness in all measures of merit yours and all beings
Let your heart embrace all beings caught in the cycle of suffering who are desperately wishing to be happy and yet whatever they do only brings them further suffering. Your heart embracing them and holding them. Let your mind go to the enlightened beings and on the behalf of all beings request that to turn the wheel of Dharma to teach all beings the means to truly escape pain the means to truly achieve happiness And again, on behalf of all these beings that you're holding in your heart, and your thoughts still directed towards the enlightened beings, ask them to please stay wherever they have appeared. Stay until all beings are free. Again, bring your mind to the clarity and the determination of what you are going to achieve in this meditation. And dedicate the power of the merits you've just gained through these preliminaries to help you succeed.
Now ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head and again find that measure of conviction and have it for the teacher above your head. Feel the presence of your teacher above your head and be aware of the brightness and make a strong aspiration to be free of all obstacles preventing you from achieving your aim and see the brightness of the teacher enter you through the crown of your head like nectar removing your obstacles and blessing you with all the qualities you need to achieve your goal. Still focusing on the teacher above your head, feeling the presence of the teacher there. Know that this is the very object that you aspire to. And search within you and you naturally find a natural aspiration to become inseparable with the teacher. Keep your focus on the teacher and on that quality and let this aspiration grow stronger and stronger. Through the strength of your aspiration, it brings you a level of clarity where you are able to see and sense that the teacher also aspires to become inseparable with you. And by the power of this realization, 
the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light and this point of light descends through the crown of your head it descends until it merges with your mind at your heart center Bring your attention back to the breath. Keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more. Today we hit the record for the longest preliminary. <laughs> Hello everyone, very always great to see your faces again. <laughs> uh, oof, I'm not going to make that promise to talk uh, less <laughs> because I always seem to break that promise when I make that promise. Okay, so I'll talk about, uh, what's the next thing we're supposed to talk about? Rejoicing, right? Uh, strangely enough, a lot of people uh, who are already familiar with rejoicing and find themselves not forgetful about applying it when the need comes. Okay, uh, If you're feeling sad, depressed, whether emotionally or physically or mentally, and you understand what I mean by making these different categories, Sometimes you just feel that, uh, that there's a heaviness in your being. And then because of this heaviness, you become uh, confused. It's like, it's, it's like something that accompanies it. You feel depressed, you feel heavy, this heaviness, and confusion accompanies it. And, and at that moment, you have no idea what you're supposed to do. You forget that <laughs> what the, uh, the immediate antidote by immediate, I'm not talking about you know at that very moment you you you, you cure it. Depends on on, on its uh, on its on its degree that you're experiencing it. Rejoicing is a cure, or is a remedy. Well, well, the actual cure for it, if you if you if you uh, if you're looking at it in a scientific way, you know, 
the cure for depression is achieving shine, uh, shamata. Okay, uh, this depressive kind of uh, uh, experience is a com- is something that that is accompanied by this uh, the seed that we have that we are born with, called uh, a bad place. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the only uh, way of uh, of uh, translating the term. It, 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 I'm sure in Tibetan and in Sanskrit, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that, but that's that's way to, to that's the way to translate. It. It's neng and len. Mean neng and len means taking a bad place. I guess taking a bad place means you know taking taking some sort of, I guess this is just uh, my own commentary on that. Okay. <laughs> so because we ha- we are born we are born with this neng and len it. It uh, it allows for this depressive, uh, this heaviness experience to occur from time to time. Okay. A temporary fix for it is rejoicing, and that's why in the preliminaries, sort of to offset the state of mind. Either it may not it may not be manifest, but as your mind is calming down, it may be you know, somewhere at the bottom of the. Uh, Below the surface of the you know, the other junk that's going on, and then all of a sudden, as you go in deeper and deeper, and then what you encounter is this depressive state. Okay, or you may experience something similar, something natural to experience. You're supposed to experience while your your mind is going down, and then your your you immediately interpret it as depression, and in your mind says, "Oh, it's depression," and it says, "Oh, it's depression," and it experiences as depression. And if your mind, if, if, it, if, it, if it is accompanied with confusion, then you know you have depression. If, the, if, the, if it's merely a sense of, of a, um, sleepiness without the confusion, that's actually a good sign. So don't run and then associate it because, you know, because of a, a habit to say that oh this is a, the, this is the bad kind of this is the depression and then your mind of course will it's like what you're doing is taking the mind and directing it towards depression and you know, now you become depressed because they are so similar to each other it's very easy for you to, for you to take one up the other one up okay so the the uh, uh, temporary uh, uh, remedy for this is just simply rejoice what when you're rejoicing, you're uplifting the mind, and when you you're making you're removing this 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 quality of confusion, this quality of darkness, and then you're making the mind brighter. That's the reason in the mid preliminary, you're 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 asked to rejoice. Okay, and what is it that you're supposed to rejoice about? Some people uh, may feel that rejoicing is enhancing bad pride, because you're supposed to think about. Uh, uh, you know the good things that you've done, and then take joy in them. If if you feel that this is wait a minute, I, I'm, uh, if you confuse that <laughs> for for enhancing bad pride, then it might become a means for develop for strengthening bad pride. You know the kind of pride that actually obs- obs- uh, what makes bad pride an obstacle is that, uh, for example, if you have. Uh, the good quality of being intelligent, for example, you know, because of the good work you've done in whatever 
past life and now you find yourself naturally intelligent and because now you're now a bit because of uh, uh, not knowing where this good where, where this intelligence is coming from we develop bad pride and this very bad pride itself what does it do? it makes you become stupid <laughs> so it's the very thing that uh, removes the, the, the good quality that you're experiencing not at this very, very moment that you have the pride but either later on in your life or in your next life. Okay? So that's the reason for not having bad pride. Now, since rejoicing is you're focusing on your, uh, on your good qualities and you're supposed to have great joy, the, the way to in, uh, not have this develop into bad pride is to think that you know, uh, this is a result. It's a result of having done the correct thing. Or having stayed on the, uh, having uh, uh, engaged in what is proper, okay, and what having engaged in the proper cause, okay, that way you can become detached from it and still experience it. That way you don't have to be uh, because bad pride necessarily thinks that I am I, I've always been that way and it's just my nature to be intelligent. It doesn't matter what I do, I'm always going to be intelligent. Okay, it doesn't matter if I get hit in the head. It doesn't matter if I, you know, it's just my nature to be intelligent. Okay, even uh, even if I don't go to school, I'll, I'll be intelligent. So there is this uh, 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 stupidity that <laughs> accompanies bad pride. Okay, but if you apply some sort of uh, uh, wisdom towards the uh, the good qualities that you're experiencing, it's supposed to uh, enhance. Uh, the clarity of the mind through rejoicing because the, the quality of rejoicing is a, is a clear quality mental co quality okay. and as a matter of fact as you are meditating and then you're getting uh, into closer and closer to actual uh, meditative platform uh, the sense of joy is supposed to increase right so rejoicing is like a way of forcing that forcing that uh, 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 forcing that uh, experience to come uh, earlier and at the same time to offset the possibility of meeting a depressive state or the darkness of the mind later on while you're, while you're, while you're in meditation. So, when you are rejoicing, rejoice about specifically the meditation that you're about to do. Rejoice about your efforts, no matter what degree of effort, whether it was one moment of, if the only effort you were able to uh, put into this is one moment, then rejoice about that. Okay? If, the, if what you were doing was fighting uh, uh, opposing uh, uh, mental habits, rejoice about the fight. Don't worry about whether you won, whether you, you were able to defeat those things, but rejoice in the struggle itself. And then you rejoice about others who have done this, who have placed, who have put in, in the effort. Then you, you go from, uh, from from whatever measure of effort they, they've put into this. Then you go into rejoicing about those who have actually achieved what you're seeking to achieve. Then you, you rejoice about those who have used that as a uh, are able to easily get into that state. Like for example, if you're about to meditate on achieving bodhicitta. So you will rejoice about your, your efforts that you, you've put into trying to achieve bodhicitta. And you rejoice about the efforts others have put into that. 
You rejoice about whatever degree of experience they've had, they're experiencing. You rejoice about those who've actually are able to maintain bodhicitta in their minds. All the way to using bodhicitta and receiving, uh, achieving Buddhahood. Okay? That's how you, 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 you start from exactly what you intend to do and then go all the way to Buddhahood and rejoicing. The reason to make it connected, make it relevant to your meditation so that it doesn't become just an abstract thing where, where all, and, and, and when it's abstract, then it's easier for you to, for you to become distracted. It's easier for distraction to set in and then there goes your meditation. You already have other things to be, to, uh, you know, to be distracted about and then now you're introducing a new, a new, a new kind of distraction. Okay? So make everything relevant to the meditation. Take refuge relevant to the meditation. Uh, w- when, when you're focusing on the quality of the teacher that inspires you, think about the quality specifically that you're seeking to achieve. Like for example, if you're seeking uh, to achieve bodhicitta, think about the teacher being the perfect embodiment of, of someone who has achieved that. Okay? Or think about you when you will have achieved that. Okay? So make it very relevant to your meditation. Okay? And specifically, when we're rejoicing, make it also relevant to the meditation. Rele- make it relevant to the, what you're seeking to achieve. Even if you, if you cannot find any, uh, you know, usually... Uh, when you're generally rejoicing, you're supposed to think about, okay, what, what good thing did I do? And if you're good, if, well, not good, uh, if you're well brainwashed by Western, uh, well, I we should, shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, should, I, should I say that? <laughs> no, there's this uh, seeming spiritual, uh, spirit, uh, idea of spirituality where it's supposed to Bring yourself down. Some of you, uh, 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 some of you are confused. I'm glad you're confused. Those of you who are not confused, you I'm, talk- I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay, you know, uh, there's this idea of spirituality being put yourself down. Okay, like the more you put yourself down, the more spiritual you are. You know, not raise yourself up, not talk good about yourself, just talk about your bad, your bad things. For that's an actual well, this is a segue this is an actual practice for those who have very strong bad pride so to calm their bad pride they have to think about wait a minute you're not all that great for you to be so, so have so much pride you also have this bad quality this bad quality so it calms bad pride down now if you're a regular westerner you're very prone to depression you're very prone to self-doubt you're very prone to uh, what's, that, what's that thing self-doubt was very close to that uh low self-esteem, so that may be a good practice for you. You're already well-trained in that. Okay, you don't need to become an expert at it. You're already an expert. So you have to do the opposite. So you have to raise yourself up, okay, by, th- by thinking about good qualities that you have. And you have them. And, and they're not reason for you to become prideful about it. And you're just like, okay, here you are. If you're, uh, I don't know, you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman, okay. That this, that, that's what you're working with. It doesn't mean that, oh, I'm a man, I'm the best in, the, in, in, in existence. Oh, I'm a woman, I'm the best in existence. I mean, that's what you are, that's what you're working with. Okay? It, just look at it as, uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, the expression in the, in, the, in the sutras is, look at them the same way, have, reg- have, a, have the same regard for them, the same way you would have for, 
you know, uh, what you call it? Uh, ah, hey. Is it hey? Yeah, when you look at hey, what, you, are you excited? <laughs> I mean, unless you're a horse. <laughs> but when you look at hey, are, are you excited? When you look at hey, are you depressed? Okay? So, the same way, you would, the same kind of regard you have about hey, have it about, you know, okay, these are my good qualities, these are my bad qualities. Okay? Look at, they're, they're just like hey. Okay? I mean, they're all in samsara anyway, you know. Anyway. So, they shouldn't make you depressed and they shouldn't make you um, be uh, overwhelmed with, you know, with bad pride. Okay? Uh, so, especially for those who are prone to, to uh, low self-esteem. This very, this very condition may make it, may make your, uh, uh, what do you say? Confuse you or uh, um, put a blind in your, uh, 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 to you to make you not be able to see your good qualities. So if that, is that, if that is a condition that is very strong within you, like, okay, you think about, okay, what are my good qualities? And your mind, go, you, you, you draw a blank. It is impossible. If you're a human being, you have good qualities. Okay? Even if you're a criminal, you have some good qualities. Okay? Even if you're, uh, 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 what, what, what that, what's, that, what's that term for a criminal? A seasoned? No, not a seasoned. A professional criminal. <laughs> you have some good qualities. Okay? Uh, not being a criminal, of course. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, so if you, if it's, because of your state of mind, it's so you're sort of clouded about being able to see your good qualities, then think about uh, the good qualities of others. And that will sort of help you bring the, the rejoice, help you see, help you have the, sort of to have the clarity, and you will start to see your own good qualities. And guess what? Being able to see someone else's good qualities is a good quality. <laughs> you can rejoice about that. Okay? So whatever measure of good quality of merit, you're able to you're able to see within yourself or in others. Rejoice about it. Okay, I don't know. Uh, is that a proper English term? Because it has, you hear, I hear Tibetans use it so much, especially Rinpoche. Rejoice about it. Is that okay? Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know. It just sounds like a <laughs> Tibetan way of phrasing something. Okay. Uh, well, that was supposed to be the short talk, <laughs> not a long talk. <laughs> So, uh, meditation. <sighs> mm. Intention. We talked about a little bit about will, right? Discovering that that mental factor as your mind is is uh, uh, as your quality of mindfulness is developing, then you start to palpably sense. What you, what you might call your will, your, your intention, your intent. Your, that quality of the mind that directs the mind towards something. Okay? When you, when, if, you, if you're able to feel it, if you're able to sense it, then direct it towards, the med- towards enhancing those, those qualities of meditation that you're experiencing, the, the calmness of the body. In, willfully enhance it. Staying mindful on the breath, I'm mindful of the breath, I'm aware that I'm breathing, I'm aware of the out-breath, and then, and then saying, n- mindful of the breath, aware of the breath, in whatever way you want to phrase it, say, I'm calming the body. 
And the body can be for you the physical body or it could be the, the breath itself. And, and, and only when you sense the will should you start doing that. If you don't sense the will, that's just a distraction. Okay. And you will encounter frustration. And guess what frustration is? An obstacle to meditation. <laughs> you already have uh, enough fr- uh, obstacles. So what, and then think of it as you know, a muscle that, that you're exercising. You, it may not be able to bring you to the profound, profundity of calmness that you wish to uh, experience, but don't become frustrated, don't force it. Okay? Just exercise it. I'm, I'm, I'm staying aware, I'm aware of the breath, that's the inhalation, that's the exhalation, and I'm calming the body. And if, if you're experiencing calmness in the mind, then you are calming the mind further. Okay? And then if, if you sense yourself approaching meditative platform, then I'm experiencing, and we think about those qualities of meditation that are uh, connected with, with meditative platform. The clarity of mind, the strength of, uh, of, uh, of, of, uh, of the, what, what do I call that? The, the sense of confidence you feel, uh, uh, the stability of the mind, so you think about those things and you, and, you, and, you, and you say, I'm experiencing them. I'm experiencing them. It is that very quality that later on, when you're able to, uh, when, I'm st- talking a lot, right? <laughs> when you're able to, uh, when it becomes uh, mature, that's what the Buddha was talking about when he said, when uh, someone has mastered that, then they can, they can, they can, if they wish, say, okay, I'm living for 100 years, and they will live for 100 years. <coughs> and it is that specific ability that allows what is called the super mundane path, uh, and the mundane path. By mundane path, meaning you know, exhibiting psychic pa- abilities. It's not that you know uh, someone conk you in the head with a. Uh, I don't know where the feather made from a golden eagle died you know, a million years ago and it has some specific ma- magical qualities and things like that. Okay. <laughs> it's reaching that uh, ability of the mind and then you're able to exercise it. And the reason for exercising it is to you know, further strengthen that muscle of the mind so that when the mind can, can be very stable, very clear, so we can see reality directly. That's the reason for, for exercising uh, you know, psychic abilities, is to make the experience of directly perceiving the true nature of reality very profound, to make the mind as strong as possible. Okay? It's like exercising a muscle. I mean, you go to the gym, I mean, when you think about it, you go to the gym and you, and you, and you're, you're what's called the same now, there's a reason for calling them dumbbells, right? <laughs> They're just dumbbells, but they, uh, they strengthen the muscle. Okay? So you can, the, the mundane path, they are so like, they're not, they're not, will not take you out of samsara, so in that sense they're like dumbbells. But, but they're useful in the sense that they strengthen the mind, so you can get out of samsara quickly. Okay? The, so so the, the Buddha himself, so I mean, the, the reason uh, you hear 
especially if you're a new Buddhist and you're a Mahayana, da, 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 da. nowadays you keep hearing, stay away from psychic powers. And you have no idea what that is, and, you, and you're saying, oh, I'm staying away from psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot even make your mind steady for a second, and, you, and, you, and you're proudly saying, I'm staying away from psychic powers. <laughs> Okay. So don't worry about that. You're not in danger of that, okay? <laughs> Speaking of danger, before, I, before we start the meditation, one last thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it for the last time. I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep repeating this. Every element of the preliminary is very important, especially the beginning and the end. Okay? Once you reach meditative platform, then you will understand why you, you needed you need to take refuge. And in order for you to leave that unfamiliar uh, uh, space, especially when you're able to reach the ability to, 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 to stabilize yourself there, then you will understand why you need to end the meditation slowly. Don't just try to end it abruptly. Okay? It's very important for you to end the meditation slowly. And a, a good tool for doing this is bring your uh, awareness back to the gross breath. When I say gross breath, I mean gross breath. If the breath still has the quality of, very, uh, of suppleness to it, a very ethereal quality to it, then you're not with the gross breath yet. And then slowly let the gross breath make you become aware of the gross body. When I say gross body, I mean gross body. So if the body still feels ethereal to you, don't try to rush out of the meditation. Okay? And I don't want to... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> so those two things, whether or not you're at the, uh, at the stage where you will see the need for it, so start the practice now, the habituation with it now. When you end your meditation, whether you've reached meditative platform or not, have the habit of ending it with aware of the breath, seeking the gross breath, and let that lead you to find the gross body. And once you find the gross body, then come out of the meditation. Okay. And later on, when your meditation becomes so-called uh, secret, you will understand that. Okay. So start now. We don't want anybody trying to reach uh, enlightenment and end up crazy. <laughs> just, just jo joking. Stay out of psychic powers. Oh, why? Uh, because they are enticing, in the sense of it makes you think that you reached the end, you reached the ultimate goal. Now I can fly. Now I can, you know. Uh, Go through walls, become become invisible. I reach the end, and you just you know extending your samsara existence. That's all. So that's the reason for not getting caught up with psychic powers. You are supposed to develop psychic powers. That's how you strengthen your mind. Okay, you know, they are dumbbells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> we have a uh, minus uh, <laughs> fifteen minutes. <laughs>
So first, the posture. Then bring your awareness to the breath. First observe five cycles of breath, deliberately counting the breath, being aware of the count, and slowly lose awareness of the count and be mindful of the breath itself and having the determination to reach meditative platform and stay mindful of whatever phenomena arises either in the body, the mind, or emotionally and staying centered on the breath, seeking meditative platform. And when you become aware of the will, then exercise it to help you make whatever experiencing that is a signpost become more profound.
whatever measure of calmness you are able to reach now strong form a strong wish that all beings could experience this calmness resolve to reach your ultimate goal. And dedicate the merits of this meditation to help you achieve that ultimate goal. attention back to the gross breath staying aware of the breath slowly become aware of the body once more That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night.